0: Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Lots of news to get to. We're going to start with a big local news story here. According to Yahoo Sports, Trey Lance is declaring for the 2021 NFL draft. He's leaving NDSU to focus on training. So giant, giant news there for Bison Nation. Love to know your point of view on that. Young man stepping right into the NFL draft. Uh, what is he, 20 years old? So please share your thoughts there. Also coming up later in the show, Minnesota State Senator and Dr. Scott Jensen is going to join us. We're going to be breaking down the latest news on President Trump's recovery from COVID. As I'm sure you all know by now, President Trump ended up going back to the White House last night. I want to play for you a little bit of a video uh, that he did last night when he got back to the White House, getting a lot of attention today because of what he said about COVID. And I just wanna know your thoughts on, is this the right tone? Do you like what President Trump had to say about COVID? Or do you feel a little bit differently? There's some, there's a lot of mixed reviews, let's just put it that way. But here's some of what President Trump said last night when he got back to the White
1: And I learned so much about coronavirus. And one thing that's for certain, don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. You're going to beat it. We have the best medical equipment. We have the best medicines, all developed recently.
0: Don't be afraid of it. Don't let it dominate you. So again, mixed reviews coming in there. I understand the strength. Some people are saying, hey, we appreciate the strength of that message. Also, just would like to see a little bit more compassion and empathy. So please share your thoughts on that. We're going to dive into that conversation more with Dr. Scott Jensen here in just a moment. But speaking about COVID and the situation at hand here in North Dakota, I want to share with you some of the latest data the New York Times put out recently and then I ended up reaching out to the governor's office, our lieutenant governor, Brent Sanford, as well, and they kind of put some things in perspective with this. But according to the data the New York Times is using to report, you can see here as far as cases in the last seven days, Per capita or per 100,000 people, North Dakota leads the nation in cases of COVID um, per 100,000 people. Now, the other thing that I think it's important to realize when you see the case piece is that also, North Dakota, we do a lot of testing here. We do a lot more testing than a lot of other states. And thus, we all know when you do more testing, you're going to see more cases. I think the number that was a little bit more alarming, especially over the last seven days, is the fact that as far as states, you can see here we're below Guam, but as far as states, um, this is the deaths per hundred thousands according to COVID over the last seven days. And unfortunately, uh, as far as states, again, we are number one in the nation when it comes to deaths per capita because of COVID. I think that's the number that should be sort of the most alarming, the most concerning to us here. Uh, In the great state of North Dakota, Governor Bergen will have his COVID conference on Thursday. I'm sure he'll give us an update on those numbers and share his point of view on that. Now, North Dakota Representative Carla Rose Hansen also tweeted this out today showing that, um, again, this is according to data from The New York Times, that North Dakota's got five of the top 10 counties with the highest per capita rates of reported cases. Again, important to note, we do a lot of testing here in North Dakota And you can see some of the the counties here as far as Dickey County, Emmons County, um, you know, not highly populated counties. Thus, when you have just a few cases pop up, we do a lot of testing. It's going to show a high rate per capita. So I just want to share with you some different ways to look at the data that is coming in. Now, again, I reached out to our governor, our lieutenant governor. I want to share with you what they uh, sent to me about Look at the data, Chris, but also understand what you're seeing. So this is according to John Hopkins University. I shared this with you last week. North Dakota still comes in 17th as far as the positivity rate uh, over the last 14 days. And so what Lieutenant Governor Sanford said to me, he goes, Chris, I cannot stress to people enough that, hey, look, I see what the New York Times says over the last seven days as far as cases. Obviously, the death number, I think, is alarming. We should be paying close attention to that. But he also said, hey, Chris, the the most important metric to really be looking at is that that positivity rate so how many people are testing positive per the number of people that are being tested keep your eye on that i did also inquire about hey look this this death rate shows to be very very high in comparison to other states over the last seven days due to covid and so lieutenant governor sanford sent me this and said hey look i I see that Uh, i want you to know we're working on it but overall since this has started with covid he wanted to share with you that we rank 49th, second lowest uh, over a cumulative percentage since this started. And and I think Governor Burgum has talked about this. You know, even last week, he said, look, you know, initially we were doing really well here as far as deaths due to COVID. That number started to grow precipitously, if you will, um, as of late. And so you know, just keep people in your thoughts and prayers. And I guess that goes back to, again, your assessment and your point of view on what President Trump said. Don't let this dominate you. I think there's a few different ways to see um, that statement and what's happening here in North Dakota. Now, with all this being said, I also want to remind you that last night uh, the city of Fargo took a vote on should there be a mask mandate or not? Cass County seems to be doing a little bit better. Even Carla Rose Hansen said that representative Hansen suggested that in her post. But what's interesting last night is it went down three to two. So it went down three to two saying, Hey, no, we're not going to have a mask mandate in the city of Fargo. Now, The deciding vote, because we're consistently told, follow the science, follow the science, follow the science. The deciding vote last night to say no to a mask mandate in Fargo, Mayor Tim Mahoney. Why is that so important to note? Because Mayor Mahoney is a doctor. Mayor Mahoney, Dr. Mahoney said no to a mask mandate across the great city of Fargo. We reached out to the mayor. He sent this pretty lengthy statement, so I want to share most of it with you. But here's what he said. First, it's important to note the city of Fargo is currently operating under the guidance of a mask directive as approved by the city commission in August. This directive strongly encourages our residents, businesses, and visitors to utilize face coverings to protect themselves. He says, second, I believe that education has the potential to be a more powerful tool in the fight against COVID-19 than punishment. That is precisely why the Red River Valley COVID-19 Task Force, which I co-chair, recently deployed a robust, multifaceted campaign to educate people on how and why masks can effectively protect those who wear them and everyone around them. I have faith that this effort for the all for all of us campaign will succeed in its goal of providing people with information from trusted sources needed for them to make the best decisions for the health. He said, "Finally, add away weigh the potential consequences of enforcing a mask mandate. Mandatory masking is a divisive issue with people who feel strongly on both sides of the issue. As I stated at the October 5th meeting, I do not think we need a policy with the potential to further divide this community. So, we'd love to know your point of view and what you saw there with the data." your assessment of what's happening here in the great state of North Dakota in regards to COVID and then the fact that Mayor Mahoney, again, a doctor, said no to a mask mandate. Speaking of doctors, I had an outstanding interview earlier today with Minnesota State Senator Dr. Scott Jensen to give you the latest on how he assesses President Trump's recovery from COVID. Also, President Trump earlier today made a comparison or analogy with COVID and the flu and then Twitter and Facebook ended up, you know, tagging those tweets and posts. And so we, we get into a lot of great detail. We're just going to play some of the interview for you tonight. If you want to see it, it's an entirety. You can go see it all up on our Facebook page. But here's some of my outstanding conversation with Dr. Scott Jensen. Dr. Jensen, it's great to have you with us tonight. I want to jump right in here and talk a little bit about the latest on President Trump's status. Um the White House sent out a statement earlier today saying, hey, he had a great night's sleep. He's showing no symptoms. He's got oxygen levels around 95 to 97 percent. As you know, he took remdesivir, had the steroid. Is it uh, dexamethasone? Uh, also had the experimental antibody therapy. I guess just your overall assessment from what you've seen up to this point as President Trump out of the woods right now or not, in your opinion?
1: Well, he was diagnosed, I think, Thursday or Friday, and so he's out five, six days now, and his oxygen saturations are in the high 90s. He's had remdesivir to try to shorten the course of the illness. He's had the antibody cocktail, if you will, made by Regeneron, which is designed to help the body coat the virus so that cells can go eliminate it before it gets a chance to Hack its way into other of the body's cells and hijack the cellular machinery into making more virus particles. That's all good news. Methasone is not an unusual treatment at all, whether you're using dexamethasone or budesonide or any other steroid, that kind of an, an overreaction that the immune system can do. And in a lot of people that get very sick from COVID 19, it's actually because of the hyper response on the part of the immune system. So I'm pleased. I mean, I've been praying for President Trump as I pray for anybody that gets COVID-19. And I think this is good news. Could things still turn south on us? It's possible, but this is good news.
0: I'm glad to hear that. Now, one other note I wanna talk about is dexamethasone, apparently, according to some data, uh, believe it or not, they take it. And then a a few weeks later, 23 to 28% end up passing away after taking that. So just any maybe outline things that could happen here with the president and and maybe this is more serious than we thought?
1: That would not be my interpretation. Frankly, we all make steroids in our body every day. Our adrenal gland does that. We make approximately 10 milligrams a day of bioequivalent of prednisone. And prednisone is, if you will, sort of a first cousin to dexamethasone. So there may be data out there drifting around, but in terms of it being the kind of science where we can really through a randomized control trial say, okay, this happened because of this. I I don't think we're at that point yet. So the fact that governor excuse me, the fact that President Trump had dexamethasone, I'm not concerned about a 23 to 28% factoid that says that this could be problematic down the road. If I'm gonna be concerned about that, then I'm gonna have to be concerned about a lot of other far less
0: likely problems. That's very, very good to hear. So President Trump went back to the White House last night. He shared a video when he got back. Doc, I want to play just a quick snippet of it and then ask you about it on the other side.
1: And I learned so much about coronavirus. And one thing that's for certain, don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. You're gonna beat it. We have the best medical equipment. We have the best medicines, all developed recently.
0: So, Doc, he's basically saying, look, don't, don't fear this thing. Don't let it control our lives. There was an article in the AP where some families that had lost family members, um, you know, not not really happy with that that video, that response. What say you?
1: Well, the last thing I would want to do is be so presumptuous just to try to interpret or translate comments that President Trump makes. But I had COVID-19, Chris, about seven weeks ago. and. For me, I was very fortunate. I now have the antibodies. I simply thought that the allergy season was starting to hit me and runny north and symptoms were present for four or five days. And As I started to get better, I got rid of the antihistamine, so a lot of the fatigue went away. And I felt like, gee, that was really a light allergy season. And then a month later when I was advised that I had been with someone that had been diagnosed, I went ahead and my, had my antibodies tested and I was positive. My comments would be, I'm very grateful that I've been able to come through it and have an antibody response. And I think President Trump is too. He's made comments like that over the last few days. He might be a little bit invigorated that he is coming through it. So maybe the part of his speech that came through was, come on, folks, we can't live in fear of COVID-19 for the rest of time immemorial, we're going to get, I think for them, that might have seemed a little bit brazen, maybe a little too John Wayne. And maybe what they wanted was something a little softer. I understand that. But I think we need to remember that through the last five or six days, President Trump has frequently made comments, the well-wishing, the prayers. And he has made the comment that he will never forget uh, the outreach. And I think that that's important too. I think rugged individualistic style and it's serves him well evidently people react but i think we have to try to be a little charitable
0: we all have thanks so much to dr jensen that's just part one of our interview with dr jensen so please stick around because we've got part two coming up next of my interview with dr scott jensen's always please share your point of view with us you can email us text us leave us a voicemail stick around we got a lot more coming up right after this